Loving people. I'm Ed Waters, your host, and this morning we've got a lot to get into. We're even going to travel across the pond and check out some things happening over at Great Britain that I found kind of odd. Wow. Anyway, let's get into this show here. Out of the Department of Defense, General Officer Assignment came out yesterday, the Chief of Staff of the Air Force announces the assignment of the following general officer. General Brigadier, or excuse me, Brigadier General Gregory Credu. And I messed that up, I'm sure of it. And I apologize for that. Senior Defense Official, Defense Attaché for the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad, Iraq, to the commander of the 56th Fighter Wing, Air Education and Training Command at Luke Air Force Base, Arizona. Congratulations. Now, the House over there, they came up with this H. Conrez 83 that passed 220 to 8. Let's listen into this just for a minute. On this vote, the yeas are 224 and the nays are 194. The current resolution is adopted. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. Now, if you're not aware about what that is... It's another scam from Nancy Pelosi and her crew to disrupt the progress of our president. It's the War Powers Act. They're bringing this up about Trump taking us to war with Iran and getting Trump to come to Congress for approval. We've been watching this for years with our president's going to war without congressional approval, and now they're wanting to jump on the bandwagon and disrupt another function of the Trump administration. 
Now, if there's legitimate cause, I don't care, you know, but we've been watching this game going on within our legislative body that just seems like baby food to me, people. And what we've got to do is get a control mechanism, and that is we the people. What we've got to do is we've got to start addressing this and how we address this. Pick up the phone, call the congressional switchboard and tell Nancy Pelosi you don't like this. Contact your representative and tell them you don't like the games being played. We've got to grow up within our legislator and get things done the right way. There's going to be some disagreements for sure. That's what they're there for. But to disrupt the three branches of government, I don't know. We've got to get a we've got to get a grip on this where we've got to put some control factors on our representatives not to play games with our president. And it goes the other way too. You know, we've got three distinct features in our government. It's the legislative branch, the judicial branch, and the executive branch. They all have specific functions, and it's clearly outlined in the Constitution. These need to be adhered to. And when we have our representatives playing these silly games, it's costing us a lot of money that could be going towards fixing our roads, fixing our bridges, educating our children, and paying teachers some good money so we get the best, brightest children in the world. You know, we have to catch up here, people. We're lagging and we're slacking. Our duties are not being met. We've got to take care of business. So our next thing here is we want to go and listen to CNN here. Crisis with Iran. Trump is furious over War Powers Act vote. So let's listen into what was said here. President Trump lashing out at a rally in Ohio last night after the House voted largely along party lines, but not completely, to stop him from taking further military action against Iran without approval from Congress. The Senate could take up a similar measure as early as next week. CNN's Athena Jones is live on Capitol Hill. Athena, what do we need to know? Good morning, Allison. Well, in a whirlwind week and just a day after President Trump signaled tensions with Iran are de-escalating, the House passed a war powers resolution. Now, the move is largely symbolic, but the House Democratic leadership says it was necessary. The current resolution is adopted. The House sending a strong message to President Trump, approving a war powers resolution to limit future military action against Iran without congressional approval. This bill was just something to remind everybody that we should be debating things like war and peace. Some lawmakers from both sides of the aisle crossing party lines on their vote. Three Republicans voting yes, including Congressman Matt Gates, one of President Trump's strongest allies in the House. 
It did not say he was wrong in killing Soleimani. It did say that if any president wants to drag our nation into another forever Middle East war, that they require the approval of the United States Congress. That's something I deeply believe. Multiple people who have spoken with President Trump say he's furious over Thursday's vote. The president defended his decision to kill Iran's top military leader at a rally last night. They're all trying to say, how dare you take him out that way? You should get permission from Congress. These are split-second decisions. You have to make a decision. Trump going directly after top Democrats, arguing they can't be trusted. We didn't have time to call up Nancy, who is not operating with a full deck. Now they want us to call, can you imagine, calling crooked Adam Schiff. He's so crooked. He's so crooked. Shifty Schiff. They want us to tell them, so that they can leak it to their friends in the corrupt media. House Democrats choosing a resolution that will never be presented to the president for his signature. This is a statement of the Congress of the United States, and I will not have that statement be diminished by whether the president will veto it or not. Meanwhile, Senate Democrats are also pushing to pass similar legislation, which a senior White House official tells CNN the president vows to veto. Democrats already gaining support from at least two Republican senators frustrated by the Trump administration's handling of the situation. The core issue here is making sure that before President Trump takes us into a war with Iran, that he recognizes he must come to Congress to get authorization. Now, there's disagreement between the parties about whether the House resolution is legally binding. And in any case, the resolution faces a much tougher test in the Republican-controlled Senate. Meanwhile, a new poll poll by USA Today shows 55 percent of people believe that killing General Soleimani has made the U.S. less safe, compared with 24 percent of people who believe it's made us more safe. Those are interesting numbers. We're going to take a break right there for a minute. Now, I'll tell you, do we remember Benghazi and Ambassador Stevens? I'll tell you, I don't think this president would have went for that. And I'm telling you, when we are dealing with people with an attitude like Mrs. Clinton... Listen to what she says about Benghazi, what happened in Benghazi, just for a quick one-minute clip here. They didn't know that. With all due respect, the fact is we had four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point what does it make? What difference does it make? It is our make? job to figure out what happened and do everything we can to... What difference does it make oh my heavens that is some life that was lost those representatives that entrusted their security and safety to individuals in charge there's a lot of neglect that was involved there and mrs clinton has the attitude, what difference does it make? And I'm sure that runs along party lines. I'm not sure, but it's quite evident where this party line is taking us. What is going on 
within the Democratic Party these days. What difference does it make? That's the American people. That is your representation around the world. It makes a lot of difference. We don't want people losing their lives over nonsense. I, I'm just saying, I don't think the president that we have right now would have allowed that to happen. Let's carry on with this CNN clip. Thank you very much for that reporting. Joining us now, we have CNN political commentator and former Republican Congressman Charlie Dent and CNN political analyst Margaret Taleb. She's the politics and White House editor for Axios. Great to have both of you. Margaret, is it notable that eight Democrats abandoned their party to not vote for this resolution and that three Republicans voted with Democrats? Yeah, they're both interesting, Allison, for different reasons. I mean, I think with these Democrats, uh, largely you're seeing these are lawmakers in uh, more conservative districts with uh, potentially tight reelection contests. Also, for some of them, uh, they may actually believe this is not the right way to try to constrain a president's authority. In the Republicans' case, like, I don't think you get a much stronger, uh, more loyal ally than Matt Gates if you're the president. But even so, he's in a district uh, with more military members than any other House member uh, in the country. And it's important for him to send his messaging to his constituents that he's most concerned that uh, they're protected and that war resolutions, uh, war actions happen in the right way. So you saw some of these interesting cross currents. But at the end of the day, what you really have is um, the Congress's sort of ability to rebuke here even if it doesn't have the force of law, and this isn't going to have the force of law, even if the Senate were to take the same action. This is a political signal. This is a message to the president. It's a message to the American public. But ultimately, the commander-in-chief in the American system has a lot of authority uh, to make foreign policy decisions, including military ones. Right, and he can veto the bill if it ever does get to his desk, as he almost certainly will. But that doesn't mean it's not an important discussion. It's a foundational discussion, Charlie, as you note, about how this country is supposed to operate during war. Uh, And it's a discussion that should be sober and honest and not filled with the kind of invective that we've seen. I want to play the sound from Doug Collins, congressman from Georgia, from a few days ago that I think has outraged so many people. Listen to this. Nancy Pelosi does it again, and her Democrats fall right in line. One, they're in love with terrorists. We see that. They, they mourn Soleimani more than they mourn our Gold Star families who are the ones who suffered under Crazy. Soleimani. That's a problem. Now, Tammy Duckworth, a Democrat who supports this war powers resolution, says, I left literal parts of my body in Iraq where I was fighting terrorists, and then goes on. So, Charlie, again, you can oppose this measure. You can think the president has large powers as commander in chief. But you don't need to go where Doug Collins went. Yeah, John, I would I would agree with that. I think everybody's got to take a step back from this inflammatory rhetoric. Look, I felt that this resolution was as much a debate about the president's volatile style uh, than it was about the delicate balance between the legislative and executive branch in terms of the ability to to make war. Congress, if they really want to amend this War Powers Act, they should change the law. And I think they need to have that kind of a sober discussion. We had this discussion, you may remember, uh, when Obama took out, uh, justifiably, Anwar al-Awlaki, an American citizen in Yemen. Uh, I supported Obama at that time. We had a big debate about whether or not you should be able to kill an American citizen. Uh, And I think President Trump was justified to take out Soleimani. 
But uh, we should have a real debate about the War Powers Act. I don't think doing a, a joint or concurrent resolution is the is the best way to do this. Change the law. But I but this is hard because this is a this is a mm-hmm. tough question about the, the actual limits of the ability of the president to wage war. He he has some authority for a limited duration of time under the current War Powers Act. Um. Obviously, we're still trying to figure out exactly what happened with that plane where 176 passengers were killed. Um, Iran has a different explanation at the moment than Canada, the U.S., U.K. But you were already, Margaret, hearing lawmakers, um, well, I mean, casting blame for how, why this happened. So listen to this moment. This is yet another example of collateral damage from the actions that have been taken in a provocative way by the president of the United States. Blaming the president for the Iranian airliner shootdown. We are broken as a country if this is the level of our debate going forward. I mean, they both make interesting points, but I also think that it's fair to say this would not have happened if there were not tensions between the U.S. and Iran. Well, guess what? We are broken as a country. That's what we're all talking about right now. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's actually really uncomfortable to watch how uh, quickly and highly uh, this tragedy has been politicized on uh, both sides of the partisan fence. And now Justin Trudeau's comments are being uh, picked apart for well, why isn't he defending the U.S.? What 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 you know? What's the implications of what he's not saying? Like uh, this happened, and it's a tragedy, and it's connected. It's all part of it. And uh, as investigators are struggling to find out what really happened, uh, I think a lot of U.S. officials are kind of surprised that it didn't Mm -hmm. inflame matters more. The fact that the U.S. and Iran uh, both uh, have been able to sort of step back quickly. The political rhetoric continues to heat up, uh, but at least um, in terms of on the ground and in terms of the country's behaviors, this was a potentially much more disruptive tragedy in terms of its spillover implications. You know, one thing I do want to say is Adam Kinzinger also said that Doug Collins should apologize for his comments and was also critical of Jackie Speer for suggesting the U.S. was somehow to blame for the collateral damage of this Iranian jetliner being shot down. Kinzinger's point, Charlie, is that if the, if the Iranians shot the missiles, they shot the missiles. Yeah, look, I think Kinzinger is absolutely right. He was he was right to, you know, he was right to criticize both lawmakers for making, I thought, uh, rhetorically ex- excessive statements. I don't think it's right to blame the United States uh, for the, the Iranian, uh, for probably an unintentional taking down of that, that jetliner. Uh, but I think Kinzinger's right. And I, again, we're, we're back. It, it's sad that it, it, in this country, we need to have this debate on the War Powers Act. And again, you know, it's kind of, it's become so, uh, so horribly partisan. I can tell you, having served in the House, there were plenty of Republicans, thoughtful Republicans, who wanted to, to look at these authorizations to use military force, and they think they have been taken too far. But you can't have this debate in this kind of supercharged partisan atmosphere, which is really the tragedy. Hard work. You know, that's what it is up there in them uh, halls of Congress. Getting things done is not easy, and we've got to come to agreements. America is shattered it is polarized beyond recognition. You know, we're close to back in the 1800s during that Civil War period when the great emancipator brought the Union back together. Stern leadership, firm resolve. We're America. We're the best country in the world. Take note.
It takes firm leadership, and you cannot sway with public opinion. So many presidents sway with public opinion. Get it done. These are hard things to deal with. You've got Iran, Russia, and China, and they're all bulging at the seams, wanting to bust out into the world and make their statement. Remember the Georgian incident? When Russia busted into the Georgian territory, Ukraine? Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, these acts that these foreign leaders are taking, they've been unchecked. What does that do? It encourages people. You cannot let provocative moves go unchecked. Excuse me. This deal with Iran, this regime over there has really been a nuisance for years. And I'm not talking about the people, but the people, even here in every nation, has the people, they get this nationalism going and tribalism going. We've got to find a better way to deal with things. But I'll tell you, we went through two world wars trying to sort out these issues. And here we are at the brink of another world war and possibly a civil war at the same time. What is going on? The hearts and the minds of people here in America, they've got to unite. Put away our petty differences, start talking logically, and educate yourself. It's very important to educate yourself about what is going on in your world. You know, I've had falling out with my own family about religion and politics. Don't talk to me about those two issues. Well, I'm telling you, those two issues, religion and politics, they drive the world. And if you're not on top of what is going on, you're subject to it. You want to control your own destiny. You want to be in control of your reins. And that means educating yourself. It's not easy. And it's something that you don't normally want to do if you're aged. I'm telling you, it's time to put away our differences. Start listening to what's going around in your neighborhood. Because what's going on in your neighborhood can tell you a lot. We need to go back to that thinking of acting local and thinking global, not acting global and thinking local. It's reversed, and it's having detrimental effects here in America and around the world. Since the end of World War II, we have been the leaders of this 
free world, the free market system. It's crumbling before our eyes because of pettiness. We have come to this point of overindulgence. Our consumerism is way out of control. And there is no rational thought in the world. It's time to own up to what everybody is doing. I'm guilty of it myself. I own up to it. As soon as you can put the finger on yourself and tell yourself what you are doing in the world, it might start changing. We've got to start looking at ourselves and trying to shape ourselves in a better direction. Unity is the answer. We are only as strong as our weakest link. And I'm telling you, we have a lot of weak links. We need to be working on those links to strengthen them. Make sure each and every one of us are strong, united, and nothing can tear you apart that way, my friends. Conquer? Well, yeah, you can be conquered easy. Just as simple as divide. Divide and conquer. It's that simple. As soon as they can get you so angry and riled up, well, that's when they win. We don't need violence. We don't need this Antifa on the streets. When you have masked individuals smashing private businesses up, and getting away with it, there's a problem. Do, do you remember what happened during the Democratic leadership? And you're seeing that same mentality in the House of Representatives today. What is going on? It's time to wake up, grow up. And it's time to get some new blood in Washington. Educate yourself. Let's start learning how to uh, participate in election cycles. Educate yourself about freedoms, civics. With that, I'm going to plug my other podcast, Free Circle Freedoms. What we do there is we go through basically how government works. And we dive deep into it. So go over to deadamerica.website and check out all of our podcasts. We are into history, freedoms, and you. It's about you. It's not about me. I step up to this microphone every day because I care. It's a burden in many, many different ways. Believe me. It's not easy doing this. But you know what? I know what's inside America. 
and that's the best men and women in the world. I had the distinct honor to meet a airborne ranger the other day. And you know, I'm not going to go into the details of it, but when you meet an individual that has went to war and experienced these things and they come back and show how much war can change a person. I really get into that. You know, there's there's a thing about seeing ugliness that can really tenderize a person. And you know, once we figure out we're all human and life is precious, it's going to get way better for a lot of people. Anyway, excuse me, having a throat issue this morning here. I want to go ahead and go over to this issue over with the royals. It's kind of uh, interesting. Prince Harry, they're stepping out on their own. Him and his new bride. Out of London, Queen Elizabeth II has moved quickly to take control of the crisis surrounding the decision by Prince Harry and Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, Sussex, I'm not sure, to distance themselves from the royal family. Wow, what's going on, really? You know, it's interesting. There's a divide happening in the royal family right there. And let's go listen to this video clip. We're learning more about Prince Harry and his wife Meghan's surprise announcement to step back from their royal duties. Prince Harry defied the Queen when he revealed his plans to pull back from the monarchy. And the Queen said that she'd asked her grandson not to issue Wednesday's public statement. But he went ahead with it anyway. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex say they're working towards being financially independent. That move's dominated the British media. The royal couple are also debuting, they're also debuting new branding to further distinguish themselves. So they've applied to trademark Sussex Royal. The copyright would cover everything from this updated website, which you can see on the other side of the screen, to their charity work and social programs. Shola Moshogbamimu is a lawyer and political and women's rights activist, and she joins me for today's Royal Debrief. Great to have you on the program. Hello. Now, we've been having a look at all of the headlines here in Britain. One says, Queen's furious. Harry and Meghan say, we quit. Mira saying they didn't tell the Queen. How do you see this? Do you see this as them being courageous captains of their own fate, or are they being petulant and derelicting their duty? I applaud them. I think that they've made the absolute right decision. It was clear that the unprecedented abuse and vitriol of hate steeped in misogyny, racism Mm -hmm. and sexism that has been experienced has actually made their position or their duties as senior royals untenable. So something had to give. And this decision 
is absolutely right for their mental health, their well-being as a family, for their young son. So I applaud them for making this momentous decision. It's the right thing to do. How? And that's interesting. We're going to let it go at that. Go over and check out what's happening with Prince Harry and the royal family. It's Friday. We love freedom and we love your participation. At the end of the show, we always try to open it up for your free speech time. You can come over each weekday morning, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Listen to our spill here, my free speech time. And then we turn it over to you and give up the microphone. Sometimes I listen, sometimes I shut my microphone off, and sometimes I, excuse me, my headphones off, and I don't listen. If I don't agree, you know, I change the channel. It's that simple, people. And a lot of people need to get that point. You know, it's better to control your angers, your animosities, and understand your difference. Take the time and listen to people. Don't interrupt them with your angers and hatreds because you don't agree. Disagreement is a good thing. It's how we disagree that matters. Either you're going to be a baby and eat baby food, or you're going to grow up and try to change it and fix it for a better world, not only for today, but for tomorrow and generations to come. There's a lot of heavy things on our plate, and we need to be able to talk about them. Insults and violence, well, that's just going to make things worse. It's time to come together, discuss things like rational adults. I don't have to agree with you. You don't have to agree with me. But that does not permit a violent clash. It means there's a lot of area in this great big world. Maybe it's time to make some room out in these great lands and break up some of the big congressional districts. I don't know. Let's open up some of these lands in the West for people to have some freedom opportunity teach people how to survive and take care of themselves it's time to learn how to be self-sufficient again learn how to use a pencil and a piece of paper learn how to read a book i like to listen to audiobooks but i'm teaching myself how to read again that's why i do some of the things I do here. Education will never, ever let you down. People always tend to let you down. Make sure you rely on yourself. Independence is a good thing. Structure yourself. Structure your world around you. Put positive people, positive things in around you. Turn the negative off in your life. 
become who you want to be, not who the crowd wants you to be. Independent thought in this world is so critical right now. You don't have to put all the hatred in the world. Love your fellow man. Independence is good. Diversity. Well, that goes back to you don't always have to agree with each other. Change the channel if you have to. Don't react with violence. That's the key right there. A reaction. Well, it can go two ways. And we have to pay attention. Our world is shaky right now. It's not easy being in the world today. It's never easy. But we can do this. Centuries and centuries of people have told us. We can do this. It's time to talk. Just open your ears and listen to people once in a while. That's where it happens. Magical things can happen when you shut up and you listen. You don't have to respond with anger. Be curious about people, about what they think, how they act. It is your world. So when I'm told, don't talk to me about religion or politics, like I said earlier in the show, these are the two things that rule your life. Religion and politics. Never be afraid to speak about them. Be curious. Understand and seek. Seek, my friends. You live in a magical world. And it's filled with hatred and violence because people are confused and uncertain. The way we have been educating people, it might not be the best way right now. See, we've got to teach people how to take care of themselves, step up to the plate, be honest, open, and honorable. You know, when we teach people how to be dependent, well, it creates dependencies. Let's teach people how to be sufficient, self-sufficient. I always like to give people this word of advice that my cousin gave me. It's called the seven P's principle. And you can apply this in every aspect of your life and it will help. Let's listen to the seven P's real quick here. Proper, prior, planning, prevents, piss, poor, performance. Makes perfect sense. Proper, prior, planning, prevents, piss, poor, performance. And we've got a lot of piss-poor performers right now. We need to strengthen those links. We're strong like a chain, but we're only as strong as our weakest link. 
it is the end of the show, and we have somebody that wants to call in. How you doing today? Okay, I guess not. <laughs> Good enough. <clears throat> anyway, so America is strong, and we have a lot of wonderful people. So when it comes to America, it takes everybody to get involved. We're in this election cycle. Hello. We're in this election cycle, and it is time to think about how you're going to vote. If you're not going to vote, I suggest you get involved, increase the voter rolls, and understand how to vote properly. And I'll tell you, just voting because your party is voting that way, that's not very responsible voting. We've got to grow up in this world. It's time to start acting like it. All right, with that being said, I am wrapping this Friday show up. I'm going to be back Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Each weekday morning, you can find us right here. And we have our website, deadamerica.website. Get involved. Go check out our other podcast. You can send us a message at podcast at deadamerica.website. If you'd like to get involved, be on a show or, hey, we're always looking for good partners to join in with us to send out not only your message, but ours too. So I like that. It's always a good thing to share, like, subscribe, and tell your family and friends for sure to get involved with religion and politics. They're both ruling and running your life. Anybody want to step up to the microphone? Now would be the time. How you doing today? Stand with a men. And I am not hearing you. So we are going to close this up and I will be back Monday. You're always free to call in at the end of this show. Uh, you get your five minutes of free speech. We love to hear what you got to say. I don't have to agree with you. You don't have to agree with me. And I've already tried a couple times. This will be your last chance Step up to the mic if you'd like. Are you with us? And with that, you enjoy your weekend. Get involved. Go over to deadamerica.website. I'm Ed Waters, your host. And catch us right back here Monday morning, Pacific Standard Time at 8 a.m. Get involved. Spread a good word and be positive throughout your life. See you next.